It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate around the UAE and available, of course, on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your podcast from. And it's a Tuesday morning, October the 17th. Coming up this morning, we are talking once again to your Dubai real estate professional, Mario Volpe is in the house. And a shout out to the thousands of volunteers who helped out in Abu Dhabi on Sunday for people affected by the Israeli-Gaza war. You really did turn out more than 1,000 people of various nationalities rolling up your sleeves to help out with the UAE initiative and it's called Compassion for Gaza which was organised by the Emirates Red Crescent so well done if you helped out on Sunday. Well Mario, turning first off this morning our attention to Expo City, I just wanted to sort of mention this because they have unveiled new real estate and their units called Yasmina Villas in Expo Expo Valley. Yasmina Villas offer a limited number of properties, including these four and five bedroom semi detached homes. And the prices for these villas start at 6.1 million. These homes feature an average plot area of around 4,000 square feet, uh, spread across three levels, including a roof terrace. And the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this is as we push out further and further from Dubai, people are looking, you know, for the the value and might be a little bit surprised in your comment on that price point of starting point from 6.1 million. What do you make of that? Yeah, that definitely, Craig. I mean, that, that start point may seem that you're getting quite a lot of property, but sort of 4,000 square foot plot isn't that big. And I know you mentioned they're four to five bedrooms, but as more and more people go out, they are looking for more property for their money. Now, when you consider 6.1 million as a starting point, there won't be that many at that price. So I'm sure the rest are going to be perhaps around the sort of 6.5 mark and, and going upwards. When you consider that's way in excess of one million pounds, quite a bit over a million pounds. That seems to be quite a lot of money to me for a start point. Having said all of that, Expo City is definitely developing. The Expo site, as well as I mentioned in the past, uh, is having quite a lot of money spent on it. The mall will be opening up. There is a metro line there. And of course, it's the connectivity to the major parts of the city, I guess, that will actually add to the attractiveness of this particular development, which tags on to others uh, there that have also launched with other sort of uh, townhouses and sort of villa communities. So it's much needed. But I think, I don't know, from my point of view, it just seemed a little bit on the expensive side. Yeah. All right. Well, that was interesting to sort of just get your feedback because we've talked about Expo City. You mentioned that they have spent some money. Boy, have they ever. And they've sort of gone into this whole nature reserves. There's there's a number of those. There are lakes and there's this immersive experience with local wildlife. So they're really sort of carving out a little bit of a, a niche in that particular area, aren't they? 
Definitely. And that's something that you, you don't often see. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I remember that the previous project, which was very successful and is still quite, kind of ongoing, uh, was offering these additional benefits. I mean, they were talking about going down to a lake, walking distance to, to the project, walking distance to the lake where you would actually see sort of gazelles and local wildlife, not not least including birds. It's nice actually to to be able to offer that as something different rather than just either hard or soft landscaping as most of these uh, projects give. To actually have wildlife, that really is nice. Yeah, 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 for sure. And in just a moment, if you're wondering what the numbers are doing, Mario has got some numbers that he wants to uh, reel off. I think that's probably the best way of putting that. And I also wanted to mention this to you. The UK's Labour Party has unveiled plans to increase the property purchase surcharge for foreign buyers if they win the next national election there. Now, the move aims to fund increased home building, particularly for young people. Currently, a 2% surcharge applies to non-resident buyers on top of the existing 3% stamp duty surcharge for second home or buy-to-let properties. So this change would impact those buying UK homes worth over £250,000. Once again, it's just, you know, it's a tax. If people are looking at sort of buying into the UK, they can very easily swing off, oh, to another direction. Is that the UAE? Well, I hope that that actually happens, Craig, because if you might recall several months ago, it was in fact Singapore did something similar and therefore investors uh, decided potentially not to invest there and look elsewhere. Now, I'm always hoping that the UAE will be the benefit of uh, these kind of taxations. Now, I, I get why the government would want to do that. And they're hiding behind the fact that they will spend the money on building homes for the, for the young for the first time buyers, which is very honourable. Do they actually do that? Who knows? Uh, This will impact some, uh, perhaps some Europeans who think maybe we'll have a slice of the UK. They might look elsewhere. Now, of course, it's 250,000 might seem a lot of money, but if we're talking about London, that's only half of the average cost of a London home. Up north, 250,000 might buy you quite a lot of uh, property for, for your pound, but as I say, down south, it doesn't. So it brings in every at everybody at the, at the ground level, at the sort of entry level, especially for London. So it will be difficult, and uh, I think some people will, will decide not to buy there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it also, when you're working for the government, or in this case, the opposition, and you're wanting to bring in these sorts of taxes, I, I wonder just how much of a factor the Achilles heel where they look at Dubai and go, hmm, there's probably going to be a little bit of spill off where people just decide, no, not going to go into the UK now, just go to, to Dubai. Exactly. And the other thing to consider is that this is only a proposal. And that's if the uh, Conservative government gets in again. There is talk, actually, that Labour is actually going to beat the Conservatives at the next election, purely and simply because they're so far ahead in the polls right now. There's a lot of distrust. There's a lot of uh, negativity towards the existing Conservative government. And and so who knows, they may not even get their chance to add this levy onto this uh, property purchase. 
All right, well, let's go to the numbers because the numbers just go up and up and up and up. Have you got anything that's uh, looking out of the ordinary with your look at real estate numbers this morning? Out of the ordinary, no. Um, it's more of the same. Uh, and of course, although we are trudging towards mid, mid-October mid here, uh, it's, it's interesting to look at the figures back in September. So uh, there were 8,231 property transactions worth $7.13 billion completed in Dubai alone. That's 4.7% uh, volume and 8% value which was up from the same period last year. Now, one thing that uh, interested me was that despite all the new property launches from developers, which we obviously we get to hear about, especially on the Dubai Property Podcast, uh, 5,576 transactions, which represented 67% of the whole market, was from the secondary market. Uh, and only 33%, and that was 2,655 transactions, were from off-plan. So for me, that stat alone represents a healthy real estate market because most people, when they talk about real estate, you, you hear about all these projects. But it's the true real estate, it's the secondary market that really is is still thriving here in Dubai. And that's why all agents are always trying to get good stock within this sector. And of course, we've got to look at the whole year, not just one month's figures. But I just thought it was really interesting because most of the headlines are about new projects that developers are launching. But quietly, quietly, the market is there with real homes, real people, real situations, mainly end user driven because the speculators or the investors are piling into the uh, off-plan market. But the ones that need to move into a home obviously are looking at the secondary market and that's going very well. It's really all about the hype, isn't it? Because you've got so many people talking about these new developments. And I'll share something with the audience because you sent me a video and honestly, this looked like the the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange in 1987. (laughs) It was crazy. And I said to you, that would be the last place on earth that I would want to immerse myself. I mean, I've never seen so many realists state agents all in the one hot spot and that's why isn't it the the off plan has got this bubbling media attention it's the darling of course for so many talking points including us we talk about it we do and and of course the videos that i send you there's a mixture of the ones where obviously the hype is there like palm jebel ali where most of the people that you see there in fact all of the people you see there are agents because it's the broker's launch a standing room only Uh, despite air conditioning, you know, some people fainting because it was very warm in there. I mean, there were thousands of people to the other videos where you actually see people sort of jumping over cordons, running, you know, trying to get to the front of the line, literally just to actually put their their token in so they have an ability to to buy. I mean, there's so many shenanigans going on, people sort of paying uh, gardeners, uh, nannies, maids, that kind of thing, just to stay in line overnight in order to get uh, a token. So then in the morning, they, they replace, replace them, they, they pay them their money. These buyers or, or even other agents are in the queue uh, without having to uh, spend the, the night outside just literally to be the first. 
Yes, we're talking to Lillian this week, and I'm going to be very interested once she goes to one of these because I think she's going to sort of go, holy moly, this is quite different when you're in it. Yeah, exactly. And and talking of which, I'm actually going to be seeing uh, Lillian today because we have uh, we have a launch, an exclusive project, and the whole company's coming down. So I'll see how she's getting on. I've spoken to her a couple of times on the phone, and she seems to be loving it. Yes, that'll be interesting to see just how she gets on. Uh, Lillian, of course, coming up on Thursday. Now, let's dive down back into some of the numbers, Mario. You've got some more stats on villas. Yeah, according to Value Strat uh, Index, the Dubai villa market has actually exceeded the peak of 2014. Apartments have not, uh, but the villas definitely have. And obviously, since the back end of the recovery from COVID, we've, sa- we've seen the villa market explode. So compared to August uh, this year, villas are up 2.6% and apartments are up 1.6%. But if you compare September 2022 to September 23, villas have increased by 19.8% on average, whereas the apartments have only increased by 11%. The areas with the highest annual capital appreciation for the villas is Jumeirah Islands, which is up 26.3%. Dubai Hills Estate, very popular, that's 24.4%. And my favourite, Palm Jumeirah, which is 24.2%. Now, just touching on the apartments, uh, Palm Jumeirah again is up 20%. The Greens up 17.8% and Discovery Gardens up 17.1%. All right, so there are the numbers. There is Mario Volpe once again all over the information to bring you on the Dubai Property Podcast. Mario, I'll let you go. I know that you've got a busy day ahead, and we'll talk next week. Amazing. Thank you, Craig, and uh, goodbye to all the listeners. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing, and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. And she was actually left at the villa as a gift last year by her father, who passed on the villa is standing empty his cars are there there's a Porsche and a Nissan and you know all of his furniture everything is there fully furnished I just want to sell it all as a package so I'm going to include the cars with the villa this chap has a budget of a hundred million dirhams because he's going to demolish the house that he's buying to then build another house I mean this is a serious wedge of cash so I took him over there he really fell in love with the location with the sea view and we ended up going for the Danube's project which is called Ocean because the payment plan attracted him towards that project, the 1% monthly payment plan. He has a group of friends that invest in other countries as well and he takes the first step. So it was all thanks to you, Mario, and the Dubai Property Podcast. The skyline is constantly changing, growing, and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.